Naimish Aranya. He was walking fast towards the southern slope of the Himavan. He was alone. He scanned the distance and saw the thin spiral of smoke snake its way to the skies. The spot was not far away. He walked faster and soon arrived at the hamlet of Naimish Aranya. When the rishis saw him, they all stood up and welcomed him. The rishis were performing a fire sacrifice which was said to take a thousand years. During the recess between the ritualistic duties and after making sure the guest had rested and was feeling fresh after his long trek, they sat down near his feet. Shaunaka, the leader of the group, stood up with folded palms and said, "Our hermitage is honored by your visit, O great Ugrasharva." son of roma harshana vyasa was your father's guru and from him your father has learned all the puranas and you from him we are all eager to listen to the many stories that you know so well ugrasharva smiled and said i heard that you're performing a yagna which should last a thousand years dwapara the third quarter of time has passed and kali has set in with the advent of kali the earth has become the home of adharma of untruth of injustice and all the many sins which are the attendants of kali this holy spot i know cannot be touched by kali and so i came here ask me your questions and i will do my best to answer them in the current state of earth ridden with kali that has made us dread the future said shaunaka people are no longer assured of their 100 years of life disease robs him of youth and their death is premature their physical being is threatened by many ills their mind is clouded by kama krodha lobha moha mada and matsarya the six arch enemies of human beings these are their in turns attended by smaller evils people's intellect is clouded by ignorance if they have to emerge out of this illusion called maya if they have to save their souls from the sinful life on earth then they will have to study the dharma shastra the puranas the vedas but people today have neither the time nor the inclination to study what is good for them please tell us something simpler like a single piece of great work or poem studying which people can become pure and good and be freed from the bondage of karma Krishna the incarnation of Lord Narayana was on earth doing the dwapraha he left us and with him went righteousness and dharma people are groping in the darkness of ignorance if you could help us my lord to tell where dharma has taken refuge after the disappearance of krishna ugrasharva was pleased with the questions he smiled and said i will tell you where righteousness has found refuge after krishna left the earth The answer to your question lies in the Bhagavata Purana composed by Sir Ved Vyasa. The Bhagavata Purana is like the sun which will dispel the darkness of the Kali Yuga. The Bhagavata tells us the story of the Lord and his many avatars he took to establish dharma on earth. He is infinite, incomprehensible, not bound by anything, not the chains of cause and effect which makes an ordinary person live through janma after janma in a in in, in an endless cycle. He is beyond this but ordinary mortals are not good enough to realize him they can see through the human eyes perceive through the human senses and grasping through the human intellect we ascribe him qualities which we have and gauge him by our standards knowing all this the lord in his infinite kindness has in the past 
assume forms of living beings so that we could see him through these descents into the world the lord has established dharma whenever there was a threat of it being eclipsed contemplating on the absolute will not be possible for people today ridden as they are by getting sense but even the worst sinner can be saved if they listen to the stories of the lord his many avatars the bhagavata is just that the path to the lord is devotion it is this bhakti or devotion that we see as a golden thread running through all the avatars the bhagavata is like a string of beads which like a japamala helps you realize the lord Vyasa composed this puranas in his la- as his last contribution for the good of the world and now i will tell you how it came about the coming of narada the river saraswati was flowing placidly on the bank of the river was vyasa's ashram It was evening and Vyasa sat gazing at the ripples but his mind was somewhere else His eyes were sad and his face troubled Some deep pain was mirrored in his thoughtful eyes He sat there for a long time The silence around him was broken by the sound of the strings of veena Narayana Narayana came the voice the young sage narada vyasa got up and welcomed the divine rishi offered him a seat and sat at the feet of the rishi who was the son of brahma narada smiled at vyasa and asked i hope all is well with you i hope that sickness and disease do not bother you i'm sure your mind clear like a pond is without any agitation you ought to be happy since you composed the great poem the mahabharata which is a storehouse of knowledge of all the rules of conduct it's indeed a great achievement and the world will benefit by your work as for you learned as you are in brahma vidya you must be without any sorrow narada paused for a while but vyasa sat silent without uttering a word narada spoke again he said it seems you are not happy you feel that you have not achieved what you wanted to you have done so much yet you feel it is inadequate what is bothering you why do you feel unhappy What you say is absolute truth said Vyasa and you are the only person who can clear my doubts you are wise and you are the son of brahma you are ever lost in praising the glories of lord narayana and it seems that there is nothing beyond your intellect with your power of yoga you can see all the three worlds like air enter into human beings and know what is hidden in their minds i'm sure you already know the reason why i'm so despondent long ago i was absorbed in meditation in my mind's eye i saw the future of the world i saw the deterioration of dharma 
I saw the nature of human beings undergo a huge change for worse. I saw the advent of Kali, of the sinfulness, pervading the earth. I saw the gradual withdrawal of glory that has been her heritage all these years, and I was filled with infinite pity for the generation of people that are to be born in the Kali Yuga. I resolved to help them, and I edited the Vedas, and I divided it into four parts and taught them to my disciples. Paila learnt the Riks, Jaimini learnt the Sambhaveda, Vaishampana mastered the Yajurveda, Sumantu became proficient in the Atharva Veda. To Roma Harshana I taught the 17 Puranas and Itihasas. These disciples have taught them to their disciples and they in turn theirs. I realized that I had not done enough since there are many who would not be in a position to study the Vedas. So I composed the poem the Mahabharata where the lessons of the Vedas are taught as a narration of stories and I thought that humanity will benefit from that. Yet I don't find any satisfaction or rather any peace. I should be feeling a sense of tranquility for all the things that I've done. But I know I don't have it. So something is not complete. Tell me, O Rishi, what have I left undone that I need to complete which will grant me the peace and rid me of this unrest inside me? With a smile on his lips, Narada said, There is something you have not completed. There is something you still have to complete before you find peace. You have done a great service to humanity by composing the Mahabharata. That there is no doubt. But there is one drawback in that great work. Drawback in the Mahabharata? Please tell me what the drawback is and how can I rectify it? Asked Vyasa looking up at Narada as a student would to his guru. Narada said, you were interested in the welfare of the world and by relating the stories of the Pandavas, you have tried to teach that righteousness will conquer in the end and where Krishna is, there is found dharma. This is the lesson and there is no doubt that people will learn it. But you have throughout the epic laid stress on karma yoga, as you call it. But you have not sung the praise of the Lord as much as you ought to have. Are you not aware that the easiest path to the Lord is the path of bhakti? All other yogas are the harder path which leads to the Lord. The praises of Narayana, even if they are couched in the wrong words, even if they are sung all out of tune, will assure people of the grace of the Lord. Like a piece of army, which when churned will give forth smoke first and later catch fire which will consume the wood itself. Similar is the mind of humans when churned by constant devotion to the Lord will make all the evils in them come out on the surface. The sattvic nature of humans will then blaze forth and like fire will consume the bondage of karma and grant them salvation forever and ever. 
the mahabharata to you was a play your attitude was purely objective you entered into every character you were therefore thinking good thoughts as well as evil thoughts in the process of portraying them incidentally the lord was also praised there was no single mindedness about your devotion to him you must try to make up for this omission sing the praises of narayan relate to the world his vishwarupa his virata rupa his vibhutis his avatars and this i assure you will grant you peace that you are seeking unveil to the world the secrets behind the avatars tell them why the lord who is beyond the opposites who has his abode in ananta who is a life giver to this entire universe why he should take a form and a name a birth and become like any one of us why he should appear to be infused with one of the three gunas and act as though he were a mere human being with human emotions praise every avatar of the lord yet nothing should come from your lips except the word of praise describing the glory of narayana and you will find peace drive home to the world of humans this lesson even if they fail in their duties duties which are ascribed to them by the vedas their elders and the world even if they have sinned and transgressed all rules of conduct still if in their heart there is a spring of love of devotion to the lord that will wash their sins away and they will be dear to him remember you are yourself an avatar of narayana you have been born to this world for the benefit of humankind and yet you allow emotions to delude you remember who you are wake up from the sleep which makes you forget your real nature relate to everyone the many avatars of narayana and the purpose behind each of them sing the praises of narayana again and again and yet again you will then have reached the goal which you have been striving peace the previous birth of narada they were sitting silently for a while the only sound was the music made by the waves of saraswati as she flowed and the hypnotic tune emanating from the veena in narada's hand Narada smiled and asked, "Would you like to know of my previous birth and how I was saved from bondage by Lord Narayana?" Vyasa looked surprised and asked, "Previous birth? But you are the son of Brahma. How did you have a previous birth?" "I am talking about the previous kalpa," said Narada. "There was a woman who was working in an ashram of the rishis. I was her only son." Once during the rainy season a group of sages came from far away to the ashram. I was a kid of 6 or 7 years and my mother assigned me the duty of attending to their needs. I served them well and was around to do any task assigned to me by the rishis. I was an introverted kid and I did not speak much 
and had a hard time speaking clearly. Over the next four months, the sages took pity on me and let me stay with them all the time. Once I was washing the vessels out of which they had eaten and I unknowingly ate their leftover. The food, as it touched my mouth, made my mind pure. It rid me of all the sins. These bhaktas would spend all their time singing the praise of Narayana and I became engrossed in the stories which they recounted. The songs which spoke of the greatness of him made me think on him and to me nothing else seemed to matter. Day and night I was thinking only of him. I came to realize that I was something beyond Maya, the illusion that the body is real. I had learned so much because of the Harikirtan which I was hearing constantly. The Rajaguna and the Tamaguna which were in my mind were all washed away. Four months had passed and the sages were ready to depart and I was sad to see them leave. They looked at me standing there with tears flowing from my eyes and knew that I was a fit disciple and in their infinite kindness taught me the secret of realizing the truth. They taught me that action which is performed in the world with a desire for returns involves people further in the coils of Maya. The same actions, however, when performed with no desire, with a dedicated frame of mind, will only hasten to break the bonds of Maya. Knowledge of the Brahman wedded to the path of devotion will help people to perform actions dedicated to the Lord. Soon, very soon, the condition of Atman will find freedom from the coils and become one with the infinite. That was the lesson they taught me. Strangely enough, the technique was simple. People who perform action with the thought of the Lord in their mind will naturally think of Him all the time. That will be the path of moksha, freedom from the bondage of karma. This was the great lesson taught by the sages. The sages went away and I felt alone. My mother was ignorant, but she was immensely attached to me and I was the only child. I knew it was foolish to love someone like that, but it was not possible for me to leave her and go away. I lived in the ashram where she continued to work and waited for the grace of the Lord. The world Vyasa is under the sway of the Lord and His ways are incomprehensible. We see what is happening, but we lose sight of the fact that something else is responsible for the happenings in this world. The action of the people is like those of puppets. It seems to move on its own accord, but it is not so. It has to move the way the strings are pulled by a force that cannot be seen by us. One evening, my mother was walking down towards the cowshed to milk the cows and it had become dark when she was bitten by a snake which was lying on her path and she died immediately. Strangely enough, I did not feel the unhappiness or sorrow. Since I knew that this was the Lord's doing and that He had engineered it, that I would get the freedom. 
my mother with her love had become a hurdle and I was now free of it. I left the ashram and I traveled through many countries and forests. I crossed rivers which were very beautiful. The forest was full of flowering trees and trees which have had their branches broken by wild elephants. I saw mountains gleaming golden and silvery because of the gems and minerals that were hidden in the rocks. I saw lakes and heard the sound of bees murmuring all the while. I passed the fearful bamboo forest and to my ears came the noises made by the roaring animals, howling of the jackals and the mournful hooting of the night owl. I was exhausted and my limbs were aching. My throat was parched and I was hungry. I went towards the river, washed myself and drank my fill of the sweet water. I then sat under an immense pupil tree. I assumed the posture which the sages had taught me and concentrated my mind on the form of the Lord which they had described. I sat there, absorbed in meditation. In my mind's eye, I saw the form of Narayana slowly taking shape. I saw him and my body trembled in ecstasy. Tears flowed and my entire being was flooded with joy. A moment of this ecstasy and the form of Narayana vanished. It was there no more. I was plunged in misery and it roused me from my meditation. I tried again to sit and meditate but I could not concentrate. The form would not come back to my mind. I was like a demented person. Suddenly, I heard a voice speak to me. He was calling me and the voice was loving, comforting and beautiful. The voice said, My child, you cannot see me again in this birth of yours. Until you shed this form of yours, which is born of desires, you cannot reach me. This momentary vision of my form was to assure you that you will reach me in the end. Having seen me once, no one can think of anything else or have any other desire in their mind. Even at this young age, you have, by your association with the sages, learned to love me and only me. Love for me will banish all other form of love in your mind. Shed this body of yours and come to me. You will always be by my side. This love you have for me will not wane. Even after Pralaya, you are dear to me. The divine voice was gone. Since then I spent all my time singing praises of Narayana and went place to place. I had no desire and was content with my life. I was waiting for the time when I could shed the human form which kept me in bondage, kept me a prisoner. Years passed and too many of them. In course of time, death came to me. It was like a streak of lightning like a garland of light. My body made up of elements fell to the earth and I traveled towards the ocean where Narayana was sleeping. I entered Brahma along with his breath. After four yugas had passed when Brahma began to create the world, I was born as his son along with Marichi and others. By the grace of the Lord, I traveled all over the universe singing his glories. When I sing, the form of Narana comes to my mind and I see him all the time and I'm always happy. 
let me repeat what i said before karma yoga which is what you have taught in mahabharata gyana yoga which you have taught in the upanishads and the karma kanda that you have described in the vedas not one of them will grant people so easily the peace and tranquility which bhakti yoga gives so let your composition be the raft which will save people floundering in the ocean of pain frustration and despair with these words narada left the ashram and vyasa sat there pondering he then closed his eye and went into a deep trance he saw in his mind the glorious events of the past he saw narana resting on ananta he saw the beginning of creation the virata purusha and the great lotus out of which was born brahma he saw the birth of the world he saw the vibhuti of the lord and happening during the many kalpas vyasa then composed the great bhagavat purana he taught his great poem to his son sukha and sukha propagated it into the world